Devin, what guy on this team would you least like to date your sister? What the Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Diggs is the guy. At least I could date my sister Diggs. 100%. Why Diggs? <laughs> Man. No. He's, he's just he's crazy. He's not a guy that you want to bring home to your parents. He talks a lot. Outrageous. Don't know what he's going to say. And I don't like him. <laughs> We're going to leave it like that. No. Just don't know what to expect every day. It's like you don't want your sister to bring him home to your parents, so therefore she can't date him. He can date my sister. It's Tuesday, week two. We had two Monday night games, and now we're here on the second podcast of the season with Justin, the commissioner. (laughs) With your two favorite commissioners. (laughs) Your two favorite commissioners. This is the Bonos Fantasy Podcast, and yeah, two is the magic number here. Two of us, two weeks of this beautiful, beautiful game, uh, and then uh, two Monday night football games, which I did not realize that they're going to be go- both going on at the same time. I thought we were going to have like six hours of football. Uh, either way, I, very I interesting. I was confused about that too, because they've done two Monday night games before, yeah. but they uh, they don't overlap. I mean, they, they may like at the end, but they're like sequenced a little bit. Um, I also was surprised that they were only spaced out like an hour. Yeah, it, it was at first, you know, I was watching the Bills game, obviously, and then they kind of when they did kick off for the Eagles Vikings game, they like brought it in side by side and they kind of held it there for like a minute or so. And I was like, is this what's going because I could get down with this like Monday if if they're showing both games at the same time like that and you can like go in and out of the commercials, man, I would sign up immediately for that. I was kind of thinking about this the other day. I think it's all kind of amazing that we all kind of like acknowledge that watching like one football game at a time is pretty like, um, you know, I don't know. It's just like slow, you know? And so we have like stuff like red zone. It's just like bizarre to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank goodness for, for red zone. That's, uh, that was the whole thing. That was like a whole 10 guy moment. Uh, yeah. And red zone was on time this year. Um, we have a, a, Red zone hasn't been a problem with this. We usually um, get hooked up with Ryan and Jan and red zone and stuff. Usually the other like games are more of a struggle to watch um, outside of like prime. Uh, we have Peacock. It comes with our, our um, internet subscription. Um, so those games have been really easy to watch, which is awesome. And then um, one of our other friends says YouTube TV, which I didn't really care that much about. It's like, it's too expensive for me. You know, it's like 50 or 60 bucks. And it's pretty much like cable. Um, but what is cool is they show, he is also here in Seattle. Shows like the local broadcast for the games, which is really cool. So oh, it's nice. like all these like Seattle commercials and they're talking to like right after the Monday night game, they were like immediately talking to this dude who was like on field, like at Lumen, like talking about how the Seahawks play that weekend. I was like, what the fuck? Hell yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I signed so up for cool watching the local channels. Yeah, for sure. I got, I got Peacock for the, the Sunday night games. Um, Cause it, it was like pretty cheap for a year, like 20 bucks. Um, but, uh, yeah, no local flavor there. Otherwise you're like watching, you know, maybe a not so legal stream. And it is, it's always funny when like the local commercials come on and it's like, all right, where's this person located? Saskatchewan. All right. There's some logging commercials or whatever, like shit you would never see like in SoCal, but. Can uh, you throw up an antenna and get like KTLA? I don't know what channel the games are broadcast on anymore. 
Yeah, I probably could. I did that when I used to live here. I just uh, my I, I literally have been carrying around the same pair of rabbit ears for probably fifteen years. And, and but no, I threw them away in Boston because it was just like they were. Mm. I put them out of their misery. Let's just say that it was it was the kind thing to do. But uh, yeah, we got I got to figure it out. Um, I actually tried to sign up for Sling uh, last Sunday, you know, week one, uh, just to get like easier access to Red Zone. Um, and there, I don't know, maybe it was just like their website was crashed because so many people were trying to like get on the red zone or whatever, but I couldn't even, they wouldn't even let me buy. And that's like so frustrating. I know as a, as a technical support person, I realize that this happens and there's nothing that like people can do about it, but still that's like one of these irrational things that always drive me nuts is like when you're trying to buy something and they won't let you. Like, ah! Yeah. Well, if the price point's comparable, I would maybe check out YouTube TV because we've only used it a little bit, but, um, yeah, I was surprised at how much uh, stuff they had on there. Yeah, well, this is the uh, conclusion of the paid portion of the Bonos podcast. Uh, of course, we haven't actually Those sponsorships keep the uh, the pot alive. Yeah, I mean, or they would if we actually got paid. So, if you're listening to this, Google or whoever, you know, please please pay us. Um, but yeah, no, week two was uh, pretty pretty awesome. I mean, that might be a biased thought. Uh, you, you might feel a little bit differently, but. Um, I don't know. It's like another week of kind of craziness, but it's still if it, like the type of games that we were seeing, just actual NFL games, uh, kind of felt like, you know, mid season or later in the season kind of shenanigans. But again, like all these comebacks, I mean, the freaking uh, I don't know if you were watching the Arizona game, watching your your ex Kyler just like run around like a freaking squirrel out there. But uh, the Dolphins Ravens game, there's so much madness going on. Uh, did you get a chance to watch football this weekend? Uh, yeah, uh, it's usually like the one o'clock slate is the one I don't watch. Um, but I pretty much watch everything else. Yeah, definitely saw the Cardinals come back. Um, I caught, uh, pieces of Miami come back too. It was crazy. There were definitely some, it, it seems, I don't know, just overall, it seems like the NFL has like shifted a lot. I, I don't really know quite how to say it. Um, but it, it's crazy watching these guys come out of college and be so productive though. And, um, if they're not, you know, they kind of get like immediately discarded. Um, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's just wild to me how they just throw these guys in now. No more, you know, taking a seat behind, um, Brett Favre as he launders, you know, millions of dollars from a charity. (laughs) Um, and you learn how to play quarterback. Um, but yeah, and just the offenses are, you know, they're, they've also changed a lot. It seems like a lot slower though. I'm, I'm just surprised watching, you know, my, my main, uh, uh, you know, complaint is with the Falcons right now, just watching them use Kyle Pitts. And, you you know, you see all these other teams and they're getting a lot less talented guys, you know, like they're, they're manufacturing these like creative ways to use them, you know? And then you're watching like old school teams, you know, like the Falcons and they're just like, yeah, go beat their best cornerback. You know, we're not going to try to get you any mismatches. Just, just go do that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That was my that, weird rant about how that, football is definitely different, but anyways, yeah, I can't quite, enunciate well i mean you're you're a kyle pitts owner so i you know the falcons anger i that's like a team that i haven't actually watched a lot of aside from when they have some crazy play on red zone so it's like oh dude look the falcons are pretty good and then you hear like oh later kyle pitts did nothing um but you mentioned like some more like you know other teams like implementing like i don't want to call it old school football because a lot of these plays are like new school stuff um but how many freaking like third string tight ends or fullbacks i mean like more than just you check like you know the bills game there is a a fullback touchdown there's like kansas city uh in the chargers like horvath that that dude's a fullback right it's like there's a lot of these like yeah uh 
second second string or just like old school type positions that they're utilizing. It's like the Falcons can't put like Kyle Pitt. They're lining up a like wide receiver and they're not throwing it to him. Why don't like line him up as a fullback? Maybe hand it to him. Give him the ball. Uh, I mean, light him up as a freaking tight end. Have him go beat linebackers. Like he can do that. Yeah. <laughs> or at least. Yeah, if they're not going to throw to him, I mean, speaking of linebackers, he, he's a big, tough guy. Make him a linebacker. At least he could score you some tackles. But uh, <laughs> apparently throwing to your stars is only for fantasy football and not for actual football. So what do we know? What do we know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, crazy week in NFL, but also within Bo knows, of course, things are getting heated. Uh, you know, I think uh, – I Last week, week one is over overreaction week, right? And um, I, I think we had some overreactions in, in various forms, uh, formats in this podcast. But uh, yeah, we mentioned some of it. But this week kind of like leveled out a little bit for some. Uh, you know, we had some comeback performances from some teams, some drops from some high ranked teams. I mean, the, the top of the power rankings, you know, falling in shambles. A lot of a lot of uh, craziness. But it's good. I love I it because like subtweet me. I'm right here. You know? Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. I thought we got disconnected for a minute, but um, <laughs> but no, it's kind of cool. It's like you know, uh, it, it's always good to have this kind of like shakeup and drama within the league. Like pretty much, I mean, there's a few teams looking over the standings and stuff that I'm like, yeah, this is pretty much what I was saying last week. Uh, and then a, a couple other things where I'm like, man, I just really don't know. Like, what's going on with this division? I thought uh, our division was the power division. Maybe not. I don't know. How are you feeling looking across the league? Um, yeah, it, it kind of seems like it, it was up and down between week one and week two, a little bit looking at the teams though. I mean, it's, it's very early in the season. A lot can change. It kind of feels like the haves and the have nots right now though, man, it really feels like you either hit in the draft or you didn't. Um, and so there's like, uh, probably I'd say like four teams doing like really, really well right now. We'll see how, how much it, oh, I guess like five. Um, we'll see how much that changes, but it does, you know, kind of feel like you're at a disadvantage, um, you know, when you, you whiff on some of those, uh, high end draft picks, um, or even like in my case is, uh, you know, higher end keeper picks, you know, Kyle Pitts for $20 is really looking pretty ugly for me right now. Yeah. Um, still early, like you mentioned, but, um, you know, week two is where you start to, to see some trends and it's usually like, you know, the really bad ones that continue and, you know, week four, you're like, yep, I knew this was, I knew this was the case weeks ago, uh, but still early. A lot can be turned around. Um, one of the things I kind of want to talk about, I, I had this l- little schedule later, but I think it plays into what you're saying about the haves and haves nots. Um, there's kind of been like a weird scoring. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the right word is across different positions, but I mean, if we start with like QBs, uh, it feels like, you know, we've got like four or five of these like young stud QBs, uh, plus uh, Car- Carson Wentz, you know, doing the the streamer QB, you know, best Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, impression. Um, but it feels like a lot of like the, the you know older guys, or I, I don't know, like it, it, if you waited on quarterback, it feels like it's really hurting this year more than others. Uh, you you've got Brady, who I'm, you know, I'm every time I see what he's scored these first two weeks, it's like shocking. But I mean. How are, you, how are you feeling? You know, is he, is it, is it like the old the age of the old man's done or you think he's going to bounce back? Um, no, I, I definitely like understand what you're talking about. Uh, people said in a long time, you know, like uh, for a long time, if you had a rushing quarterback, it was like a cheat code, right? Because they just, you know, the running back scoring is just so aggressive compared to quarterback scoring. 
but it all it, it almost feels like to some extent like you if you don't have one of those guys like what are you doing man like you know how many good pocket passers are there you know i get like yeah. you know we can use this loosely is like you know mahomes herbert allen but even those guys chipping a little bit you know running around and like you're saying like if you got one of these like older dudes like no nah, i mean I'm looking at my plan for quarterback was to grab exactly from that group, like right, like a veteran that nobody cares about anymore. And I'm looking at my top guys were like um, Brady, Russ, and freaking um, why am I totally drawn? Uh, Kirk Cousins. Ouch. And now I'm looking at this list. I'm like, dude, all three of them are fucking horrible, dude. Like I'm about to go pick up, you know, I, dude, I don't Mariota, Trevor Lawrence, like. You know, at least Mario is running. At least Lawrence is kind of young. Um, yeah, it looks it looks pretty ugly. Yeah, it, like it used to be like pocket passers were you know kind of that like floor play at least. You know, it's like they might not blow up, but you still got that floor. And it's like you're looking at some of these performances. It's 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 pretty rough. Um, I think the other position that kind of seems weird early on is is running back, um, and especially since that's usually like the high like draft power. You know, first six picks or whatever in the draft, but, um, a lot of first rounders, uh, you know, running back position, not looking like super great, super sharp. Uh, there's even the teams I think that went running back heavy. I, I don't think there's a team in Bono's right now. That's not having at least one major question mark at the running back position. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, looking at the list, I, I, it, there's definitely some misses, but I mean, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jonathan Taylor. You know, this isn't like a super surprising list. There's definitely some guys underperforming. You know, Patterson came back down to earth. Christian McCaffrey is averaging like 15 points a game, which is somehow like bad for him. Like people are freaking out, <laughs> but it just kind of tells you, you know, how good he's been. So, um, you know, it, but definitely like the round after that, it, it gets murky, like real, real quick. Um, I, you and I were kind of talking about how, you know, some of the like second tier running backs, like really got spent up in the draft. And a lot of those guys are looking real bad right now. Like if you spent, you know, 20 or 30 bucks on a running back, it, it probably isn't working. Um, and, but there are some, you know, like late round guys that are looking like pretty good values right now. So it's definitely a mess. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that we were talking last week just about like kind of the running back inflation in the draft and about how that experience was. We were all there, but um, yeah, I guess it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it's less weird than I think it is. I'm just looking at everything and maybe having that in mind. Like I, I, I almost feel like going like the zeroest of zero RBs might have been the way, you know, Eric's uh, $5 James, James Robinson is looking Real good right now. <laughs> Compared oh, we were to really ripping on that keep, and yeah, he was. Uh, he saw the future. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely murky. And the other one I've been looking at is Ryan with the Rams. You know, they come out week one, and Daryl Henderson's looking great, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like he kept Cam Akers, but fuck it. You know, if you paid like ten total dollars for like the Rams backfield situation, like an RB one, like you're fine, right? But then week two, Cam Akers is like the lead dude. And it's like, you know, they say this all the time in fantasy. If you have like two okay guys or if it's like week to week, essentially you don't have like anybody, right? Because you don't know who to start. And yeah. so the, there's definitely a lot of like murky situations. Uh, the the Jets one is another one. You know, Michael Carter looks like a great value. Priest Hall's a little overrated, but, you know, just the way they cut into each other's time is just it's making both of them not good. Yeah. And then a uh, last quick note, as much as I'd love to spend all, all night talking about 
beautiful wide receivers. Uh, the wide receiver group is interesting. We've got a lot of our like top scorers there. Um, but also if you're looking at, you know, like earlier round success, um, it feels like a little bit, you know, more of hits, but also we got a good mix of, of late now round guys. Another keeper we were mocking Devin Duvernay is our currently, uh, ranked number six <laughs> wide receiver. Um, Christian oh, Kirk, who I can slow him down. Yeah, yes. Uh, I, another waiver wire darling and a, a love of many of us on the show. Uh, Cur- Curtis Samuel, dude, we've been waiting for a Curtis Samuel real deal season for a long time. This might be the season. <laughs> uh, you know what the funniest thing I keep thinking about, um, you know, with all these like rookie wide receivers panning out, like our, our league is deep enough that these guys were drafted, right? But if you play in like a normal 12 man or if you're playing like a 10 man, dude, like look at the wealth of options on the waiver wire right now. Like I was listening to so many podcasts are like, go pick up Dotson, go pick up, you know, um, Garrett Wilson, you know, like pick these guys up. It's like, dude, all those guys were fucking drafted, you know. But like I said, if you played in a shallower league, like you could have just completely punted wide receiver and then picked up like a, a starting wide receiver core for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, aside from just like the big names, like you just mentioned, uh, well, I mean, you were talking about rookies. These aren't necessarily rookies, but, um, if you scroll just a little bit down the list, you get names like Deandre Carter on the chargers who actually is getting a good amount of points just from his return yard stuff. Cause he's like one of the few that does kickoffs and punts, uh, Noah Brown on Dallas, you know, he's the, uh, the, the guy that's like, I don't know, doing better than CD, I think at this point. Yeah. Um, so there, there's just like a huge mix and yeah, you like the further you scroll down, you start getting a lot of people who are still available on our waiver wire, but you know, some names that, you know, people aren't so ready to put on, on their roster. Like who's ready to start Greg Dorch. I, I, it's so funny. I'm looking at uh, Greg Dorch right now too. And I'm fucking laughing my ass off that it's Greg Dorch. And then ranked right below him is fucking Mike Evans right below that. <laughs> Debo Samuel, two picks below yeah. that. Dax Milne, who I think scored yeah. a touchdown, which is the only reason why I know that name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and above all those people that you just mentioned, including the famous Greg Dorch's uh, favorite of the pod, Andrew's favorite, Bra- Braxton Berrios, who's found his way back onto uh, to, to an Adams roster. So uh, He was getting stuff. a lot of praise from the Jets because they tried like 20 Jet sweep that game and they all failed except for two that Braxton Berrios pulled off. So he's yeah. the only Jet that can pull off a Jet sweep, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll see, you know, what the rest of the season holds, lots of action. We're going to get into power rankings and all that kind of stuff uh, a little bit later, but, uh, in the meantime, do we have any mailbag? Uh, I think we have a little bit. Let me refresh it here. There's no possible way for me to do this before the podcast. Nope. Um, all right. I got one right here. That's a, it's a doozy. Would it be possible for the league stat machine to tell us which managers are scoring the most touchdowns? Ooh. Obviously, we always want touchdowns from the players we start, but sometimes it just doesn't happen for your players. It would be interesting to see if over a certain season, certain managers are really getting way more or less touchdown production. Um, that, yeah. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought that like I wrote this or I told Austin to write this to segue into all the shit that I wanted to talk about. But, um, you know, I, I don't have this um, yet. Um, I have the ability to get all that data. I'm still cleaning it up, organizing it. Um, this whole time, all the Bono's data has been stored in like Google Sheets and like CSVs kind of scattered all over the place. 
Um, but I finally moved it. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, my my literal job is like a like a database engineer, right? Where I have to like design all these like you know databases and decide where the data is going to go and how it's going to flow into each other. So I'm applying all that knowledge now. Um, I put together uh, a data schema model, you know, for all the Bonos data planned out ahead of time, what tables I wanted to have, how frequently they need to be run, stuff like that. Um, and I've got some of them loaded. I've got some other cool data we're going to talk about in a second here. The player data is the last one to go just because it's so massive tracking, especially since we added IDP, like tracking all the different like ways that players can score points um, week to week and stuff like that and bench players and you know, eligible positions, but the starting positions and stuff like that. I'm trying to make sure I can track like all of it um, at the same time as well of like um, acquisition data. You know, how did you get the player? How much did you spend on the player uh, either through the draft or, you know, off the waiver wire? I'm trying to get everything all at once. So I will get that touchdown data eventually. That'll be the first of many things that we'll look at. Um, Austin, I wanted to say just my my gut would tell me that I think that you have the most touchdowns in the league. Oh, no. I I can I can refute that. I feel like I score a lot of points of the non-touchdown variety. But I'm also very curious to see. Maybe I, think maybe I have recency bias because I maybe. feel like the last like three years, I feel like it's just – I can't even watch Red Zone because it's just like, oh, Austin's guy scored a touchdown. Austin's guy scored a touchdown. <laughs> and my dudes are like – like I, I didn't even see Kyle Pitts play like the entire fucking weekend. It's, it's insane. So, yeah, it, it might be recency bias, but we'll see. Um, I did have some kind of relevant stuff, though. You and I had been talking about a little bit. Um, I have some of the acquisition stuff that I was going to talk about. But um, one of the other things that I was looking at, let me see if I can pull up the, the right thing here. For the first time ever, really, I haven't really looked at this that, that much. Uh, but we can see total points um, for, against. Um, we've had stuff like win percentage and stuff. So um, I, I won't even try to tease you with this because I know that you, you know, we already talked about all this stuff, but total points for all time, uh, unsurprising that it'd be, you know, one of us veterans or whatever. Uh, it is me. I have the most points of all time. I think, I think a lot of that is driven by like two, like just incredible seasons that I've had. Yeah. I've yeah. also had some very, very bad seasons. Um, I always say that your team is a lot more like stable. My team's a lot more like volatile. Um, so I was, was kind of surprised to still end up on top of the points, but, um, one of the other cool ones that I was looking at, though, that was pretty surprising, that was total points against. Um, I, I don't think I spoiled this for you. Do you know who has the most points scored against them all time? Uh, I'm sure that every every person would probably say themselves. Um, I I think I rank pretty high, but I if I think of like the opposite of Justin Power Seasons, you know, that probably got you your points title. If I think of bad luck, you know, bad news bears, it's got to be Ashley. So I'm go- I'm going with Ashley. Oh, Ashley's a, a great guess. Um, uh, she's 200 points off from the leader. Uh, she's in third. So there's wow. seven seven of us teams that have been here since the beginning. So I'm kind of just mostly looking at those teams because it's not really fair to compare to uh, you know some of the teams that haven't been here as long. Uh, Adams are number one with points scored against. Which is weirdly funny to me because Martin, you know, historically has like you know some of his teams have struggled pretty bad. Um, so, so it's also funny to me. You see that in the win loss record because you know he's just like not setting his lineup or something. His team is bad, so he loses. You know, but on top of that, people are just coming out to play against him. They're just crushing him in points. The average Martin opponent is a stud team, um, and yeah. yeah. So I mean, in certain ways, in his defense, it doesn't really matter what he does. Yeah, that's true. Um, the total points uh, against Martin would be the second highest scoring team of all time. 
Wow. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. So I, I have the highest scoring team of all time. The team playing Martin is the second highest team of all time. And then uh, you and Ashley fall in right behind that. God, man, is this like, is it like a mental thing? You know, our teams just like get psyched up. They think it's going to be, you know, an easy match. I, I really oh, feel Martin. like you, it would be the inverse, right? It's like, oh, I'm playing Martin. I don't need to stress about my lineup. You know, I can punt. <laughs> I don't need a tight end. Week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my weeks and stuff. So that's interesting. Um, I'll just yeah. run through the rest of the list because pretty interesting. So I'm number two in points scored against. Um, Ashley comes in at number three, Eric at number four. We've got the Puma Skulls at number five. Um, Andrew, which I was surprised. I feel like Andrew is a team that like gets generally kind of unlucky. He's had some really good seasons too, but I was super surprised to see him down here at uh, six out of seven teams. And then uh, Jim, man, the the poster boy for success in, in Bono's is all the way down at seventh with the uh, points against. Well, I, I, maybe not as uh, indicative as of success or uh, lack of success. Uh, I don't know. It's a little chaotic. It would be cool if there was a way to. I guess we could do average uh, to get to be able to compare across seasons or uh, teams that haven't been here as long. Yeah, I've done it in the past. What you essentially do is you kind of just take like the the average score and then you uh, calculate like how far off your team was, uh, you know, over or under the the average for the season. And then what you can do is make like a sum of those average um to kind of get a sense where yeah you're like you know normalizing it against whatever the scoring environment was for that season um so we'll we'll definitely do that again at some point uh all right well i got some more stats um around acquisitions Mm. bear with me for a second uh so who do you think has made the most um roster moves of all time and i'm just talking about like setting your lineup and I, I know that you're saying of all time, so I'm including all the teams here. And yes, I know he's only been part of the league for like five years, but Ryan, <laughs> it's got to be. He did, he's, he's done uh, 10 years worth of, of, of tinkering, I believe. Uh, yeah, so we got Ryan right here. At, um, he's, he's at about uh, a thousand roster moves of all time in the six seasons he's been in the league. Uh, you have been in the league for all 12 seasons. Um, I don't have this year's numbers in here yet. And you have made a hundred more moves than Ryan has. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Six extra years. Um, although Ryan is well below our actual leader in roster moves, which is Eric, who has 2,054 roster moves in 12 seasons. He's averaging 171 moves on his roster a season. Ryan's averaging 168. Wow. Uh, that is, that's a lot of, tink- that's twice, he, Eric and I have been in the league the same amount of time. That's twice as much as me. Uh, and Ryan either- was deliberately benching his whole team every week. <laughs> this is Eric just setting his lineup. Or maybe we're, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I need to be doing more experimentation like that. You know, Eric, I'd love to hear, you know, what you, do you, cause I do this sometimes where I visualize a lot. Like I put, uh, I'll, I'll move players in a certain spot, even if I'm, I don't want to start them just to like, look, just to look at the roster and go like, is this a group of winners? Like, is this something I'm going to look at later and totally like, do like, do what are you smoking? Or is this something that's going to make me beat the ESPN projections? So, uh, I don't know. I'd love to hear everyone's, uh, stories behind these numbers. <laughs> uh, the next one I was looking at was uh, trades. So I'm the trade leader. Uh, I have made 60 trades, uh, in, in 12 Damn. seasons. Um, but as we all know, Ryan, the, the, you know, just loves tinkering, loves trading, loves it all. He has made 42 trades. He's next. Um, and 
he surpasses you. You have 34 uh, trades in the 12 years you've been in here. So Ryan just leapfrogging everybody with how much he likes uh, moving players around. Um, Jana has only been in the league for three years, uh, but her, you know, Ryan is averaging seven trades a season. Jana is right behind him with six trades a season. Damn. If you actually think of that, that's a lot of freaking trades to get done. You have to like, not only just doing all the, the trade work, you actually have to get somebody to agree to a trade six or seven times. Do you know how difficult that is? That's why I'm stripping the title from Ryan because he just trades a Jana. They're both inflating each other's uh, (laughs) trade numbers here. Trying to get each other into the hall of fame. Uh, Jim somehow in 12 seasons has made five trades really living up to the, uh, not trading, uh, reputation that he has. And TGIFs up here at 26 Adams have 26. So Brett, uh, Andrew, Eric, all those guys, uh, Ashley, uh, they're all averaging around two trades a, a season. Um, Dang, you're barely above them. you're averaging like three trades a season. Hey, you know, it's a, uh, it's balance in all things, you know, um, I, I, I actually, I think that I have a, you know, not to get on this soapbox again. I think that there's an unfair reputation going about me that I like, I, I have bad offers. I think it's mostly just Ashley reacting to this, uh, but whatever. I just want to say I'm always open for trades. It's just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get robbed. I, I know, I know my team's worth. So, you know, there would be more if everyone just understood that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So I got um, some more stats around that stuff. I'll probably put it on the website at some point. Hopefully everybody liked the article that I posted last week about um, how we're all fucking dumber than ESPN. We've proven it even more so this season. So yeah, keep an Almost. eye on the website. I'll keep posting stuff on there. Yeah, mo- most of us are, are dumber, but uh, a couple mm-hmm. of us. Still, still, good. I was, I, I, uh, I would be lying if I said that starting uh, Dotson over Bateman last week wasn't at least partially fueled by the fact that I wanted to once again beat ESPN rankings. But um, that is a, a tempting mistress. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> before we get into the match of the week and power rankings and all the stuff, I had a, I had a quick. Well, we all watched last night. I think uh, as uh, my boy Stefan Diggs uh, just. Another incredible game. Did you watch last night? Did you see the Bills? Uh, I didn't catch much of either game. It, you know, it 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 was over by the third quarter. Uh, just watch the 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 Diggs highlights. They're they're so beautiful. But um, I uh, so of course you know loving loving the pillar so far and loving Diggs right now. You know he's. You know, there. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be vulnerable with you guys. Uh, for a couple of years, you know, there's been a, a, an Antonio Brown shaped just hole in my heart, and you know, it's just watching the way he went out. I mean, it was entertaining as hell, but you know, just some wounds are, are, are tough to heal. But you know, Diggs has come along, and he's just really reminded me of just everything I love about being obsessed with a few players in fantasy football and just always having them on your team. But, uh, I mean, it's been beautiful. So, um, before the season, so this is actually a couple of weeks ago, I decided, uh, for my next Jersey, I was going to get a Diggs Jersey cause it was about time. Uh, one of my favorite players. So, um, but I heard this like hack and I don't know if you've heard this before. Um, but you know, like if you, if you order like an NFL shop Jersey, like the, you know, they're all like field, you know, whatever, Nike, whatever's and like cheapest are, they're like 110 bucks. Right. Um, so, you know, they're not super cheap, but there's this little like hack that I heard going around that, you know, it's like they have kids jerseys in all different like kids sizes, uh, that are like 
30 bucks off. They're like 80 bucks. And I was like, I'm a small dude. I'm, I am I got like, you know, a really tiny chest. I, I can wear a kid. <laughs> yeah. I can wear a kid's uh, Stefan Diggs jersey. So I ordered one and I was trying to size it up compared to like, you know, I've got a medium sized adult, you know, DK Metcalf jersey. It fits like a dream. So I'm like trying to size it up around then there. But f- for some reason, I just wasn't like, I wasn't really thinking right. And so even though the numbers said that the, the youth medium would fit me pretty well, I, you know, I didn't question that. So I just ordered it 80 bucks and it showed up. It actually showed up, uh, before last, uh, before we recorded the podcast last week, I, I meant to mention it there. It is very tiny. I mean, it does technically fit, but, uh, you, you know me, I've got a history of uh, shirts showing the midriff, and, uh, it's, it, it's up there. So, uh, maybe, maybe for the picture for the pod, I'll go take a picture after we uh, edit this, I'll send it over to you and we'll put it on the website. Uh, I'm going to send it back as a refund, unless somebody has a tiny Stefan Diggs fan in, in their household and would like to, uh, take it off my hands. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, uh, the moral of the story is here that I'm not ruling out the whole cheaper youth jersey because i'm going to try it again but i'm going to go for maybe an xl this time because uh, i think it was, it was so close to being there and hey 30 bucks off dude uh what would you do to to save 30 dollars? let's get some uh, good mailbag for uh, next week's episode would you wear a, a youth xl <laughs> i mean i know you would maybe I would. Yeah. I mean, who, who would tell the, if, as long as it fits, who would tell, uh, the question I should ask myself is like, what would you do for 30 bucks? I should have asked myself, would you have to go through the hassle of returning an item, you know, shipping an item back to the manufacturer or whatever? Uh, cause now I'm like, oh, it wasn't worth 30 bucks. I should have got a size that I know fits me. You can do it. You can return it. I'll do I it. Believe I'll man up. I've been trying to will myself up. We have a like a collectible store right down the street and they have like just the weirdest fringiest like like 30-year-old jerseys in there for like 20 bucks. I've been trying to wait for one that like really sparks my eye cuz they they've been like, you know, weird but not necessarily like interesting or funny. Um, but I'll report back when I actually find something good. They did have a Josh Gordon jersey in there. Oh, hell yeah. Now we're talking. But um I think they wanted a little bit too much for that one. Dude, Josh Gordon got 18 snaps for the Titans last night. Oh, uh, I know. During, during the, when the game was over, they have Malik Willison uh, at QB. They have him on the field for 18 sta- snaps. I don't know. If they're just giving up the game, why don't you just throw 18 bombs to Josh Gordon <laughs> and just make like – you know, you'd be all over Twitter. Like people would eat that shit up. It'd be great for the Titans marketing. It'd turn a loss into a win for everyone. Yeah. Just bad play. I Boy, think yeah. of all the youth Josh Gordon jerseys they could sell. I haven't checked the Titans website, but maybe I should. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, if if any of you have tried the youth jersey, let me know. If you if maybe I'm playing it wrong, maybe there's a size chart out that I'm missing. But either way, uh, before we get into the power rankings, we did have a matchup of the week. Uh, one close to the the hearts of uh, of the Lugo clan. It was our, our uh, Bro Bowl uh, part one for Lugos. A little bit of a re- revenge game. What did you uh, what did you think of this? Martin's uh, Martin's team's coming out kind of kind of strong first two weeks. Are you guys scared? Uh, yeah, I didn't. Um, I don't remember the timing of the game, but I do remember making a comment pretty early on in the day that it looked like Martin was going to have the top score. 
uh, Chubb just went fucking insane. And, uh, you know, Braxton Berrios, uh, DuVernay, they were both like, you know, continuing their just unbelievable run of scoring points. Uh, you know, Martin was even kind of flexing on us because he didn't start Kittle last week. And then he starts Gerald Everett, who immediately scores 10 points. Like, that must be nice to just pick up a tight end and get 10 points. Um, so I don't know, man. And then look at Martin's bench down here. He's got, you know, some IDP guys, you know, like 15, 20 points. He's got Drake London. He's got da- like David Montgomery's just on his bench. Like, this might be the best Adams team we've ever seen. Yeah, I was wondering on your chart, you know, his his line was, again, huge, uh, very long. Um, and yeah, I was like early, looking at his roster earlier going like, why the heck does he have all these defensive players? I wasn't even looking at the scores that they played on the bench. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, to to be able to get so many four, four, fives, you know, 6.8 out of Cordero Patterson. But uh, you mentioned Chubb getting those points out of Duvernay, just like team blowing up. And then, of course, Kyler Murray just pretending life is a video game and going into overtime doing crazy shit and scoring a bunch so i think there uh, i don't know Mar- be like points per time spent in the pocket um or not not points in the pocket because his pocket is non-existent uh points before throwing the ball since he held the ball for like a full minute before deciding fuck it i'm just gonna get the touchdown myself gonna, and running it in that- that was incredible. But hey, if we're getting points for time spent before you throw the ball, then we also need uh, points for quarterback hurdles, which would again put Josh Allen at the top because that dude loves to hurdle other players. We need to bring his points down, though. I'm trying to equalize everyone to Josh Allen, not give him no. more points. No, stop, stop. Uh, on the other side of the ball, you know, uh, Baker is actually, you know, not not quite, you know, performing at the top level. Uh, again, a similar kind of story to to Martin's team there uh, lost here, but I actually think like given how the certain things are situations are shaking out, I mean, the team's actually not too bad. Maybe some questions at, at uh, wide receiver uh, definitely some questions with Herbert. That injury looked super ugly and we we're all in chat wondering why won't they take him out of the game? Um, he looked like he was about to die out there, but um yeah, Robert, I mean, still putting up pretty good scores, just not enough to beat, I guess, the Beast Martin over there. Uh, yeah, Robert's IDP looks fantastic. Um, and, you know, when you look at the rest of the players and the scores, I mean, it's pretty much like a floor game. You can see how easily this happens, though. Like, uh, looking at this team reminds me of um, the team that just got eliminated in our guillotine league. They had a lot of these same players, you know, like it just takes one bad week, you know, for a couple players to kind of bring the whole score down and yeah, Leonard Fournette getting a Zeke getting five, you know, that'll, that'll really like drag everything down because you know, everything else had like pretty solid performances. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't know. I think, uh, well, I mean, we're going to get into power rankings. We'll talk about Martin's team. Uh, but I, I, I think, you know, good matchup uh, from some, some teams. I think we're going to hear some noise from, so even though Baker's got the loss, you know, still good things to look forward to. And, uh, you know, Martin's sitting at one and one. So, Already a great start for him. Uh, yeah, the year of Martin. We'll see how long he can keep it up. All right. It's time for the power rankings, and I can see that you're totally prepared for this as you copy it all into the chart in real time. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to tease it out because I don't, I don't want you to know what the... That's cool. Like. I, actually, I actually appreciate that. It makes it a little bit more exciting for me. Plus, if I saw... Well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So we are at the power rankings. Let's start from the bottom. Justin, who do we have? Uh, The bunnies, man. Just not 
not looking good, man. Like, and this is coming from another team that scored an unbelievably low amount of points. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let Russ cook. There's a, I, I, what's your input on this? A lot of people are saying Russ that maybe he's not as good as we all thought that he could be, and that maybe Pete Carroll is the one that was right. Uh, I, I think uh, somebody there's somebody on Twitter who was like, I think they're both Pete Carroll and Russ are both realizing separately that they kind of needed each other, and you know, That's maybe that would be the way of looking at it. Uh, yeah, maybe. I I mean, I, there are definitely better days for us. I, I don't know if this is like a co- their coach is just like intentionally. Not, it was hilarious when they're playing the Seahawks, um, and it was kind of hilarious again when they're playing the Texans. I was, I I, I found myself rooting against. Russ, which I kind of felt bad about, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I got I mean, against Russ, but the Broncos deserve to lose every single game. What's their coach Hackett? That guy, yeah, is a yeah, fucking moron, dude. Like, I, I think that coaching actually has like less of an impact than people like chalk it up to, uh, unless you're the Broncos, your coach is making you awful. Yeah, well, I don't think Brett's coach is making the the bunnies awful. Um, yeah, so like when I look at Brett's team, the the wide receivers are, you know, he's he's got three guys: Cortland Sutton, Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Robinson. Those are all targets for me, like right in the same range, right? And you know, he snagged them all up, and I was just like, kind of like shaking my fist at him. Oh man, it's got to be so disappointing. Like I was a Juju believer; I thought he was going to go nuts, and maybe he will. But I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to 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 start him. I mean, finally, at least he got a decent, you know, week two game out of Allen Robinson, but, uh, you know, how can you not be frustrated with these wide receivers? Yeah. Um, I'm definitely with you. This is kind of what I was saying, like, you know, about missing in the draft. Cause I, you know, I'm feeling like I missed a lot of picks right now too. And yeah, same thing. I just expected a lot more out of these guys. Um, I was very surprised that he went back to Allen Robinson. He's rewarded as like one of the higher scorers on his team. Um, looks like getting some more usage there, but you know, just a lot of question marks on a lot of the guys. And Minnesota, I, you know, that was that was their uh, their one horrible primetime loss of the season. So hopefully, uh, Dalvin Cook gets it going. Yeah. So um, you know, there's also Brett. Brett's been hit by the early injury bug um as well which is you know always sucks to get early in the year you're hoping to make it to like week six till you have to deal with that so could be better days ahead um but yeah right now i mean them's just the facts bunnies aren't scoring points they're zero and two i'm sure brett knows what's up but uh you know we'll see we'll see if bunnies can make a, a big uh comeback all right, well, crawling out of the basement from last week at number 11, we have TGIF who lost uh, pretty pretty handily to you. Um, this is, uh, you know, sometimes we talk about how like the, the score at the end of the day is like a little deceiving. It looked like Eric was like keeping up with you for a while. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, these final scores are like fucking horrible. Judy got her, um, you know, Devontae Adams came back to earth. Rashad Penny is in like a four-way running back committee, looks like. Sounds fucking horrible. And, uh, you know, Eric, God bless him, dude. He was the only one with the, the balls to start Taysom Hill at a uh, tight end. Hey, um, Taysom Hill is still the uh, number 12 ranked tight end. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it didn't hurt him too bad. Uh, yes, I don't know. You know, the, the team overall is, is looking pretty great. Just, um, you know, maybe I think making roster choices on like a week to week basis, like playing the matchups is going to be a lot more important. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to chalk this up, uh, to just early season, you know, some bad luck, uh, you know, some low scores, a couple injuries. Um, also just, you know, he's, he's played, uh, I was the second high score this week. Uh, he played Ashley 
last week, I believe, and she was the second highest scorer last week. So or third highest behind you. Um, so, I mean, he's definitely, you know, near the top of the points scored against. Um, but yeah, I mean, the team looks solid, maybe questions at, at tight end. Uh, if, if, if we can't expect, you know, great things every day from, from Taysom Hill, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, man, I was really, I was kind of scared of the, uh, Devonte Adams grandma narrative. His grandma went to go see him play for the first time. And I was like, dude, he's going to drop 40 points on me. I like I this, this shit is the, the, the narrative. Um, but yeah, no, I, I see this team bounce back again, especially now that, you know, we mentioned James Robinson, you know, $5 value has like taken over that backfield. It seems, uh, you know, out snapped ETN, which yeah, I don't know to me, seems like a travesty. I'm an ETN believer, but whatever. Yep. Well, coming in at number 10, uh, sliding down the rankings, we got the, uh, the boomers yeah. who, you know, I, you know, it seems like every week they're going to do a lot more, you know, they haven't had necessarily any bad scores, uh, just not keeping up with the teams they're playing you week one, uh, with the top score, Jana week two with the top score. So definitely some bad luck there. Um, but also, um, you know, injuries, uh, losing, uh, you know, Shaq Leonard hasn't yet played. And Michael Pittman is a big blow. Also this Dalton Schultz, Noah fan thing. Like I'm, I'm trying to think, Matt, I don't even think that's like a, like a, that's not even something like a DFS or like underdog that you would do. This is just no reason to start those two guys. Yeah, that would be like on, on DraftKings. That'd be like a, a double uh, uh, salary dump. You know, just trying to get like the two of the cheapest guys there. Uh, well, I mean, Dalton's hurt now, so he might be out for you know a couple weeks. Um, yeah, so again, it's like it's like really tough. You got to vote based on you know a little bit based on results. Uh, oh, and two in a division we were calling, uh, you know, the poop division and we were meaning that like also they, cause they look poopy. Uh, that division actually looks a little bit better. Um, but you know, to be owned two, uh, you know, amongst them might be a big hole, but he's got big name power and he, it's just like, it's really hard to look at Austin Eckler averaging 11 points and saying like, yeah, I trust that that's going to remain consistent throughout the season. Um, I trust that Aaron Rodgers is going to average 10 points. I mean, it just feels like this team's like bound to bounce back. Um, and when they do, I mean, he's got Tyree kills right now, the number three wide receiver Clyde Edwards Hilaire is number five running back. So, I mean, he's got, he's got some good guys here, a solid defense. Um, so I don't know. It, it, I guess all three of these like bottom teams, you know, it's just like, this is them's the shakes. This is what's happened first two weeks, but I'm not counting any of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let me just riff for a second while I copy over the next one. Uh, so (laughs) more, more sliding on all these, uh, these teams, uh, not very far, but we mentioned earlier, uh, Baker is losing to the, uh, the powerhouse Adams. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to say about Robert's team. I'm a, I'm a little surprised that they're they're this low, but yeah, I, I guess I could see it. Uh, it's just like he's not he hasn't put up like horrible scores. You know, his uh, his average is it's not too too bad. So I don't think yeah, people I don't care about your team unless you're scoring 200 a week. You know, I guess not. I guess no. But we mentioned you know he has a pretty solid defense. It's never bad when Pat Mahomes is your QB, and we we're just—he's like one of these young QBs who are actually like doing stuff. You know, or you know, younger QBs. It's like the top six. Um, so, you know, and he's got, you know, Herbert's hurt, like we mentioned, but yeah, definitely an interesting trade 
chip if this QB trend continues, you know, because somebody down the line is going to get sick of uh, whoever the hell they're starting. <laughs> Matt Ryan, Jesus, put up like, what, four <laughs> points? Dear Lord. Yeah, Matt Ryan has been hard to watch. Yep. All right. Well, coming in at number eight, um, also with a, a pretty pathetic score on the week, um, we got the Surfers, who, yeah. uh, you know, Ryan had uh, his kind of choice of the the keepers, and th- you know they're doing fine. He got some of his best points out of Michael Thomas, T. Higgins, guys like that. Uh, obviously, losing Trey Lance uh, near the beginning of the game was a huge, huge blow. But you know, even if he pencil in, you know, twenty five points there, he was still going to come uh, quite short. Uh, the one thing that is kind of sticking out to me, Ryan has been one of the, the better IDP players, um, you know, able to, to find, you know, the, the right guys as far as like streaming and, you know, the season long picks and stuff. It looks like he's uh, been struggling a little bit that position this season. He's got a couple of good linebackers so far and Jordan Hicks and, uh, KGH, I'm not going to try to say his name. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, it, 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 it kind of like with Andrew, I expect to see, you know, the full six, like putting up major points and, and not really seeing that. Um, better days could be ahead for sure. I mean, like, you know, Saquon, we, we mentioned him, talked about him last week. He's still rolling and looking great. Um, you know, CMC, he's got a solid running back core. Some question marks, I guess, at wide receiver. But I mean, we're just really waiting to figure out, like with T Higgins, like are the Bengals going to go back to being good again? Uh, are the 49ers going to go back? I guess they just trounced the Seahawks, but you know, whatever. Um, so another team too, I think that, you know, could easily start bouncing back and, and come back from, from the own two deficit, which, Oh no, sorry. One and one, my bad, my bad. One and one, not Oh, and two. Yeah, he, he got the, the week one win. He's that's he's right. That's right. That's right. But he didn't right, feel good about it. Moving up from 11 to 7th, we got the, uh, on the other side of this matchup, right? Yeah, we got the Shenanahads with a, a pretty yeah. dominating performance. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, Eric, man, you missed out. You made a huge mistake. And uh, you gave the rest of us a chance to also make a huge mistake by not drafting Jalen Hurts because the Eagles look like fucking unstoppable. Um, I caught sections of that game last night and they looked amazing. Uh, and then Jalen Waddle just completely blown up. Uh, Miami looks like they're the, the real deal. Um, so yeah, Jim, uh, you know, kind of known for having good wide receivers, not necessarily the same group that we've had in the past, but yeah, it looks like he's, he's spotted a couple more, uh, gems on his team. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I actually would rank Jim, uh, at least a few spots higher so far. Um, again, if we're looking, you know, he, he kind of had a, a weaker week one came back, stormed back with a, one of the higher scores in week two. Uh, yeah, dude hurts. Oh my God. Hurts hurts. I like my mom. It loves Jalen hurts. So it's like her, her dream fantasy team is, you know, hurts throwing Tyler Lockett, like four touchdowns. Um, so, you know, I'm getting texts like while I'm trying to watch Josh Allen, just about, Oh, Jalen this. Um, but yeah, no. So like Jim's team is putting up a lot of good points. Think about this too. He's sitting two and oh on top of, uh, the division that, you know, and again, it's very early, but the division that's kind of looking pretty weak. We got, you know, two of the the bottom three teams as far as points scored in Jim's division. So he's not only got a little bit of a points, uh, you know, leverage on them, you know, the 2-0 record. If he can get a couple more early season wins, and especially if, you know, bunnies and, and butthole surfers can't get it together. I don't know. We could be looking at playoff Jim once again. So I'm, I, I would rank him a little bit higher. I uh, expect him to climb those rankings. 
All right. Well, instead of a, a climber, we got a faller here. Giant octopus, number one, uh, yeah. knocked all the way down to six. I guess people uh, believe a lot more in the 120 than they do the, the 207 from week one. Uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this. Uh, I, I asked you a little bit about Tom Brady. Um, I mean, you, there's some question marks on your team. I don't think if I had to guess, I, I don't think that you're concerned with Justin Jefferson's performance last night. Cause he was just, that was a good defensive performance and he's a beast, but like looking at your other players, uh, I mean, how are you feeling? What's the confidence level like? Um, you know, not really that great. Uh, Tampa Bay has had a pretty rough start. Um, I'm pretty invested in the offense. So that's not great. I can move on from some of these guys, but, but not all of them, you know? Um, and there were a lot of like, uh, I'd say most of my dart throws at the end of the draft, um, haven't necessarily panned out, um, you know, now if ever, I guess. So McKenzie looks like it's not going to be a thing. Uh, Pacheco and Rashad White, I, I thought they'd have a, a, a little bit of like a like a side by side role, um, and that doesn't look. So I got to figure out how long I want to hang on to handcuffs for. Um, some of the vets, you know, like uh, Gallup and MVS, you know, either aren't playing or aren't effective. So um, you know, it doesn't really feel good when you kind of whiff on the the last part of your draft. Um, you know, the, the starting lineup, I, I still feel pretty confident in. it's obviously just like bus all the way up and down, but you know, I've had Mixon before. I know, you know, I've seen his floor games before. That doesn't bother me. Connor getting hurt, you know, that's not great. He has a, a pretty bad injury history. So I am a little bit worried about that. So yeah, I, I, I think that the team can bounce back. Um, but you know, I am a little bit pressed about, like I said, whiffing on the late round guys and, it might seem silly to some people though, but losing TJ Watt is like a pretty big blow uh, to the team. The, the dude consistently scores like 15 to, you know, 20 points a week. So it, it'd be like, you know, losing, you know, your RB one or something. So, and uh, defensive ends is not an easy position to just kind of like, you know, plug the next guy in. Uh, especially also, yeah. Also he's one of your favorite people to watch score points for your team. Right. And that's like a, like a morale hit for you. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a big hole. It's a big hole. Yeah. Um, it's pretty telltale. I, I think the, like the worst thing that can happen on Sunday is you just realize like your, your players are never on the TV. It's like the most like just heart wrenching thing. Um, and especially when there's someone else going off, you know, like I had to deal with the, the jets and I keep thinking like, Oh, this time it's going to be Elijah Moore and no, it's Wilson, you know, every fucking time, like, uh, or same thing in the Atlanta game, you know, uh, it's, you know, uh, Osmandius, Zachariah, <laughs> fucking whoever it <laughs> yeah. was, um, yeah. you know, it, it's frustrating. So it, it seems like there was a, you know, maybe some of the postseason hype that I bought into that, that wasn't really there. And yeah, just kind of getting caught up. I'm going to do some pretty big roster turn tonight and we'll see, uh, we'll see how things shake out next week. Well, I mean, uh, you know, not that name value is anything, you know, really in fantasy, but I mean, you got, you got a lot of big names, a lot of his, uh, players who've historically done pretty well. So bounce backs, uh, a plenty could be in your future, but, uh, a still, still rough fall from the top, I guess, I guess overreaction week one, you know, another point for the, the win there, but, um, yeah. I love overreacting. Sorry. You know, there there's overreacting, but sometimes you got to react, uh, you know, in time. Sometimes what Sometime, we're looking at right now, yeah. that is, you know, th this is like new coaches, new offenses, new players. You know, sometimes you got to look at the first two weeks and go, oh, okay, they're going to do that uh, yeah. and figure it out rather than sitting on your guys forever. 
Yeah. Just because, you know, overreacting might be bad, but, you know, sometimes you just have to uh, react overtly. That's not the right word, but um, (laughs) I don't know. You know, take action. I got it. There's a bumper sticker somewhere, but uh, we'll get it. All right. Well, moving up from uh, seven to five, we have the Nablonians who have a pretty similar trajectory to Jim. I guess people just must like the, the lineup a little bit better, you know, a, a middling week one, big week two. Um, how are you feeling about the Nablonians? Yeah, actually, I, when I was doing power rankings and kind of looking at the results and looking through teams, same sort of thought. I was just like looking again at that division. Um, again, not saying that, you know, Brett and, and butthole surfers just because the way they're playing makes them weak. But, you know, right now it's kind of looking like the weaker, softer division. Um, you know, Jim's got the 2-0 and kind of advantage there. But Lucinda has a lot of similarities. I mean, she kind of had a, we- uh, a weaker week one, had a good bounce back performance last week, you know, on the top. Um, scores there and yeah it's like if that is the weak division you know kind of wide open so uh, I, I like this one from the Nibelonians I had them on the rise um, team wise you know I was making fun of Carson Wentz because at that point he was not doing much uh, but dude he he really is like Ryan Fitzpatrick 2.0 do you think he's gonna be a starter all season long I mean, it's, it seems great. I, there's just always like a disconnect, right? Because I heard, I heard, uh, I'll tell you why I was like a little bit not in on, on Washington this year is everybody was really hyping up, you know, their wide receiving group, which is obviously like incredibly talented, but at the same time in different conversations are like, well, Carson Wentz is like one of the worst starters, like in all of football. And I'm like, well, these two things like can't be true. Uh, but you know, maybe they can be, you know, I guess I underestimated how much the wide receiver group can, uh, elevate, uh, uh, you know, maybe a struggling quarterback. So maybe, you know, as long as he has all those weapons out there, maybe he will keep it up. I definitely don't think that anyone would be like, you're going to have Jared Goff and Carson Wentz on your team. And you're going to struggle to figure out which one scores 28 points each week. Cause it's definitely (laughs) going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and on the flip side, I think the other thing that she's got going for her is uh, at least three of her keepers paying off so far. Um, well, actually, did she keep Waller? I can't remember. Uh, but, you know, at least Cup, DeAndre Swift, they look good, especially Swift right now, our number two running back in the league. Um, you know, when you're just looking at running back decimation everywhere, um, you know, that was a one of those good uh, – yeah, Values, I mean, for sure, for keepers. Uh, CD Lamb, we have a lot of question marks about, um, but just like so many, it feels like a common thing with so many teams uh, we're looking at, you know, bounce backs are ahead. So, I mean, if if week one was a low for her and week two is Nablonians just getting ramped up, it could be very scary, especially if that division is the week one. Uh, sphincter division, right? Or is it uh, the sphincters? That's what they're calling themselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's the, the sphincters. Like, like it's a ska band. <laughs> all right uh coming in at fourth all the way up from number 10 uh jana is doing the reverse justin she uh, had a pretty shitty week one huge week uh two scoring 220 points lamar jackson uh 43 points aaron jones 30 points um you know uh, there's a lot of other good scores buried in there you know curtis samuel looks like the the number one waiver wire pickup of the season mark andrews is continuing to dominate and some really great uh, idp plays um, you know, what are you thinking about the narwhals? Uh, I just, I, I, I just want to know, like, does everyone else get sick of me being right all the time? Um, cause you guys had ranked the narwhals last week so low, so low in the power rankings. And I said, this is unjust. 
this is unjustified. This team is better than that. And I booed. I said that this was a bad pick. And now look at you guys. You have it number four. She was the top scoring team in week two, much to my own chagrin. Uh, this team is awesome and still potentially getting better. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned, I think, on the pod last week, too, you know, as an A.J. Dillon owner, there's people all after week one, there's so many people overreacting going, A.J. Dillon, RB1, and like Aaron Jones, a bust. And it's like, you guys are insane. Like, he, I mean, it was almost in the stars for him to score, you know, 30 or 40 points. Um, Gabe Davis looks like he's going to be back. And yeah, you mentioned, you know, a lot of it, like we're, we're talking about winning in the draft all the time, but like winning off the waiver wire, especially early, um, is great. So Curtis Samuel could be it would just be cool i think like i'm not like a huge curtis samuel fan but it's like there's so many of these guys that like you see this potential in you know corderos and all of them and it's just like it's it's really cool to see them pay off and it's also like you know going back to talking about the washington team they're like it's not even just that he's like getting targets or anything they're like actually scripting plays for him you know they're they're like running part of their offense just to get curtis samuel the ball which is awesome for fantasy so um i really like that i janice teams beastly um you know yeah screw you for beating me out for most points but you know i gotta tip my hat it's a good team yeah do it tip your hat mm-hmm. all right well no movement here we got the shitty sources um coming away with another win uh a little less exciting than the first one but 141 points um i you know i, I guess the record and the i guess the team lineup is doing a lot of work um but yeah what, what are your, your feelings about the shitty sources uh i sort of i, I mean she got the win um and she's two and oh and you know has a chance to to play me this week you know, to go to three, and know, get, get on top of the division. So, I mean, like on paper, things are going well. I can't imagine that Ashley feels like super great about what has happened the first two weeks. Um, but I still think her team is, is pretty solid. Um, you know, just, we, I mean, we talked a little bit about Kirk. Um, so many of us in the league love Kirk and it's so great to see him like not only just like be the wide receiver one that I think a lot of us thought he could be, but I mean, just like, a target hog. Um, I wish I got to actually, I, I haven't seen too much of him play live. I'm just like seeing his stats later. Um, and then, you know, she's just got this like, you know, wide receiver at, at 12 Jamar chase. who's like not really doing all that much. Uh, people say he might do better. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, again, it's like the theme of the day. It's like, there's so many, you know, underperformers here you know the potential there is is so much higher if all these guys you know go off and go off at the same time so ashley's team is for sure scary um and i'm not super looking forward to our matchup this week but it would be great to you know get one win against ashley historically i'm not great against her and then maybe uh go up to three now maybe yeah, her, you know, uh, Jamar Chase, Christian Kirk, AJ Brown, Travis Kelsey, like just that group alone is going to do a lot of work. And one of them did. But yeah, I think there's uh, better days ahead. Also, Ashley uh, fell victim to late IDP news and completely yeah. punted um, her defensive back position, which only added, um, you know, salt to the wound on my end. Uh, always right. sucks. But <laughs> are you ready for the top two positions? Probably I pretty am stoked, right. Probably I am pretty stoked. stoked. Uh, by by a process of elimination, uh, I just there there could be there could be a travesty about to happen. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my emotions in check until you reveal it. 
All right. Well, coming in at second place. Same as last week, the Dread Metal Puma Skulls. No way. <laughs> no way. You had. Is uh, I will say that you had more you had more number one votes than uh than Martin. Alright, this is like an unfair system. Whatever the Sorry, hell is happening. I do not like the Puma schools. Dude, what the hell, guys? I'm like by far the highest scorer for the first two weeks. This is just this is just podcast hate going on. Um you know, but that's fine. I'm going to talk about Martin's team. Um, I think the Adams are legit. I'm it's glad number one Adams. I don't know how many times you said that. You know that what? I'll that take it. Cool. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll take it because I was worried that people were going to bury the Adams in the rankings, and that is just totally unjustified. Um, you know, another he, he got the win this week against Robert. But the thing that I'm seeing right there, if you look at his scores from week one, look to scores to week two, consistency, right? So not only scoring in the upper half of the league, but able to repeat that. Um, it like the only way that that team could be better is almost like if they would have scored like over 200 points both weeks. I mean, that's like consistency, but at a high level, like that team, I'd rank number one, that team I think is the top team, but that team apparently doesn't exist. So I guess Martin's team is up there, but consistency scoring near 170. If you can do that all season long, uh, again, in a, a division that, that might be shaky, we're going to see, uh, but yeah. I'm I'm at least happy that the league is recognizing that Martin's team is actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, the one and one Springfield Adams, third in points or something. Um, on the number two side, the Puma Skulls. Uh, you know, just incredible games out of Digs. Um, on St. Brown and um, you know Ashley's boy Christian Kirk. I guess those are like the mid round wide receivers that all of us should have been paying more attention to. Um, but yeah, I mean, the team's looking pretty good. Uh, a lot of points on the bench as well. Are you, uh, planning any moves? You're going to look to, to consolidate what, what's next for the Puma Skulls? That's uh, really tough. Cause you know, this is kind of like the dream. You guys know, I love wide receivers and I love, uh, bench depth and, um, you know, keeper values are like taken up by the moment. So, uh, for, for now, I mean, I, I'm going to be looking around, you know, running back. I still got some questions there, so I'll be looking around, but I don't think I'm, I'm in a rush to do anything. You know, um, it might, it might benefit me maybe to wait a bit and then just see if any, if any injuries get hit, I've been pretty lucky with that. And maybe, you know, I could save my trade trade stock for, for that. Uh, but I don't know. I'm loving the team so far and dude, the pillar is just oh, so fun to watch. So fun to watch. Um, so yeah, if I don't return my kid-sized uh, Stefan Diggs jersey, I'm going to be rocking it every Sunday. Every you Sunday, you will see me in a kid-sized Stefan Diggs jersey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe uh, we should all get kid-sized Stefan Diggs jersey. He's really good. <laughs> all right. Well, that is it for the power rankings. Very nice. So that only leaves yeah the matchup of the week. Um, I sort of broke the tie for us, uh, last week, so I'll leave it up to you, but here's, here's the options that you have on your plate commissioner. Um, we mentioned that Ashley and I are matched up against this week. Uh, so you got two, two and O teams, uh, two of the higher projected teams going against each other. So it could be a, you know, some, uh, a lights out battle for the top of, uh, the division, which I'm not going to call the power division anymore. Cause, uh, I mean, there's some, some poopy performances there, so we'll see. Uh, scrolling a little bit down, I mean, if we're going down to the bottom, you know, we mentioned butthole surfers and, and bunnies uh, near the bottom of our power rankings, near the bottom of the total points scored. They're matched up against each other. It's got to be feeling like a must win for Brett. Um, you know, you don't want to go 0-3, especially in that division, especially if like Jim and Lucinda are real deals. 
Um, so definitely got to try to get that win against Ryan, who is definitely trying to go to two and one. And then um, the other side of that divisional matchup is uh, interesting to me too. Shanann Hads versus Nablonians. You know, they're both kind of having a, a resurgent week two uh, vying for the top of that division. So it could be exciting. Uh, I mean, those are my takes. I don't, what are you looking at? Uh, you know, I don't know. This one just kind of stuck out to me and so I'm going with it. And that's the, uh, the Springfield Adams versus the rusty narwhals. Um, two of the, uh, the, the top four teams. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're both pretty evenly matched for this uh, week. They both have pretty similar projections. Um, I don't, I didn't look it up actually to see how often they seem to have played each other. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This one just looks like it's going to be close to me. Yeah. And this is an interesting one too, because, uh, you know, this division poop division could be, you know, it's so up in the air. We, we don't really know. Is Andrew going to come back? The champ going to, going to, you know, go for that trophy again. We don't know. Uh, we got three teams tied at, at one and one. Um, so yeah, I think this is a good choice. It should be, should be pretty good. I mean, this could be a, we could call it the contest of who's the real deal. I mean, if people aren't uh, believers of the Adams, you know, they might be saying, well, he's not the real deal. He's not going to win narwhals. Is this just like, because they blew up one week, you know, maybe they don't deserve to be up this high. Um, so yeah, this is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, and I, I just found it. So they have played four times in the past, um, Mm -hmm. and rusty narwhals three and one. So Martin, you know, this is the season where you can, uh, make some uh, groundwork on getting that record back. Yeah. Um, total points scored. They're only off by less than five points this season. So narwhals got the edge so far, thanks to a big week two, but yeah, this is, uh, maybe the year for revenge for Martin. It's going to shut us all up, uh, uh, eventually. So, uh, that's what you're going with, Kamish. That's the that's match it. of the that's week. The match of the week. Let's do it. I like it. I like it. Very exciting. But I think the the point there is that we got a lot of good matchups. Uh, you know, some good storylines developing here. You know, maybe not the butthole surface bunny. Yeah, that's not that's not one that's going to be on red zone too much. But um, you know, maybe crazy things will happen. We could have a Dolphins Ravens experience. Who knows? Right? So should have said Jets Browns. I was that's more akin to it. Whatever. <laughs> Well, I got one uh, question for you before we start talking about leaving. Um, did you pick a division name? I did not. I've been slacking. Um, I really need to decide, and maybe I need to consult with my um, name consultant, Ashley, um, and just you know, maybe talk to her a little bit about yeah, it. I'm not a fan of the names that have been floated around so far. Well, she's a fan of one of Rectum. I hardly know him. Um, so, I mean... <laughs> Don't compliment that one too much. I might go with it. But yeah, no, I don't know if I'm going to go with the whole butt theme. Um, I might, you know, uh, play off of it. I, I, I don't know. You know, I've the truth is I've just like been really lazy. So I haven't really thought of it. Um, neglecting all sorts of duties. Um, speaking of duties, uh, the other duties I'm neglecting are, are collecting dues, uh, which I will be sending out email this week about, um, but thank you if you've paid me so far. So Ryan, Jana, Brett, you guys are all paid up, uh, but I will send out an email. If you're Martin, hold off. And, uh, if you're Ashley or Justin, hold off. Cause I think I owe you guys money for the draft. So, uh, anyone else, uh, just look out for an email I'll send out with my Venmo or whatever information you can get that money. It's going to be one twenty-five this year. Cause now you're paying all this, uh, big, big performing high scoring teams, 20 bucks a week for that high score, baby. Mm-hmm. Commission, do you have anything uh, left to say or should we just just end the podcast forever? 
Yeah, I mean, I was just I was talking about the stuff earlier. This is always my plug for the website. It seems like I actually am getting some stuff done this year. So yeah, be on the lookout. Um, keep having some fun historical stats on there, some player stats, um, just all kinds of stuff that I'm able to uh, to dig up now, those old head-to-head matchups and stuff like that. So yeah, I'll keep posting on the website. Very cool. Very cool. Always check back. Uh, I got to I gotta say, maybe we talked about this before, but um, yeah, I noticed on the website, you know, for the last like year or so, you have these like sweet um, pictures of like football plays, but they're all like distorted or like messed up. Uh, I, I was just like, dude, this is so cool. I, I, I hadn't really picked up on that what's what's the story behind that uh yeah i i don't know i i want to use um football pictures but there are so many like uh auto um like copyright detector things now that i'm trying to get around so i will just steal um you know like a, a football play from the the previous week like i've done in the past and then just heavily distort the uh the image so i can put it on the website Smart. Yeah, as, um, I totally forgot that we went through. I got that whole letter a couple of years ago about the freaking pictures on the website. Uh, good call. Thanks for protecting us, as always, the commissioner. <laughs> looking out for our best interests here at the Bonos Fantasy Football League. Um, but yeah, anything else? Any? Uh, do you have any? Uh, n- nothing that you need done, right? I guess I'm doing all the all the money work. Do you have a Tap the, nope, tap you're the doing all the again. work. I'm just, I'm all just right, hanging cool. out. Although, uh, I, I, we can just do our weekly shout out for who has violated the rules. So Martin and Andrew, you know, they, they broke, uh, the, the lineup rule week one. Um, they set their lineups this week. Good. Great. Happy Good for job. you. Um, Ashley is now the, uh, the offending player yeah. this week. So, yeah. uh, she needs to set her lineup this week or else, uh, she'll be ineligible for prizes. Set that line up. Set that line up. Um, and you know, if something happens, you know, at least she communicated somewhat early. So I mean, either way. Um, yeah. All right then. That's it. Let's get out of here. Uh, for the commish, this is Austin signing off. We'll see you guys next week. In the meantime, talk some crap. Go check out the website because Justin's going to put some sweet stuff up there with a non-copyright photo. Um, and great stuff. Also check up there because I'll, uh, I'll 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 send you a picture of me with the very tiny Stefan Diggs jersey and. Then- uh, experience that glory but yeah for the commish this is Austin signing off we'll see you next week on the bonus fantasy football podcast see ya what guy on this team would you least like to date your sister and and I might add you're starting to be the runaway favorite for this but nobody wants me to date this I'm a great guy I'm actually a great guy Bazinga Okay.